Hi, this is Tony. Talk to you from the dark piney woods of Northeast Texas. Well, I wanted to talk this week about Jean Lafitte, a buccaneer and pirate who made a village and even his headquarters, Maison Rouge, or the Red House in Galveston, Texas. So I loaded up my buckboard, got my provisions, and I eased on down to 1400 Harbor, Harbor Front, Galveston, Texas. There I saw for myself the old, well, what's left of his mansion that he had built right there on the harbor. It's mostly just steps, brickwork, and a lot of overgrowth, palm trees growing around it. So let's talk about Jean Lafitte, the notorious buccaneer that settled in Texas. On Galveston Island, the east end behind a rusting chain link fence, the concrete bones of an old structure sit between the residential home and a metal-sided warehouse. Aside from a state historical marker, out front there's little sign this overgrown lot once was the encampment of Texas' most infamous pirate, Jean Lafitte. From 1817 to 1820, Lafitte headquartered his smuggling business on Galveston Island, which was then part of Spanish Texas. He and his older brother Pierre patrolled the Gulf Coast of Mexico, or the Gulf of Mexico as pseudo-agents of the New World governments that had revolted against Spain, exploiting the naval routes that linked the Gulf Coast to the rest of the globe. There is a real cachet about pirates, even if the legends take on a life of their own, says Stephen Curley, a retired English professor from Texas A&M University at Galveston, who lectures about Lafitte. The legends and the lies and the truths about Lafitte are great fun, but some of the reality is pathetic and even tragic. Nothing remains of Lafitte's old Galveston village, which he named Campeche, because he burned much of it when fleeing the island under the pressure of the U.S. government. The crumbling arches and steps now occupying the lot of Harborside Drive had nothing to do with Lafitte. They were part of a home built decades after the pirate died. Still, one can imagine his dashing figure of a, on the human coastline, directing boat raids, steering ships into the natural harbor, and sorting booty he raided from up and down the golf course. He was very elegant, fair-looking man, gentlemanly, suave, well-dressed, charming, charismatic, and uh, the women loved him. He could get them anything they wanted and sell it to them cheaper than merchants. Except for a few letters and accounts from contemporaries and some notarized documents in New Orleans, 
where Lafitte conducted much of his business before moving to Galveston, hard facts about Texas' most famous smuggler remained elusive. Outlaws, you know, don't keep good records. Historians believe Lafitte was born in France, or possibly the Caribbean islands of Hispaniola, around 1790. He spelled his name L-A-F-F-I-T-E, but English documents switched the spelling to L-A-F-I-T-T-E, and it stuck. He began his criminal career in New Orleans around 1805, when he worked with Pierre to peddle stolen goods. Though he's remembered as a pirate, he was late to the game. The golden age of piracy has fizzled out a century earlier under pressure from the British Navy. Lafitte acted more like a mob boss than a sword-wielding swashbuckler, even though paintings sometimes depict him wearing a plumed hat, which he probably did not. I don't think there was anything walking, I don't think there was any walking of the plank in the days of Lafitte. Those swashbuckling tales are the stuff of Robert Louis Stevenson, the famous author. The Lafitte brothers eventually moved their headquarters to Barataria Bay in the swampland of south of New Orleans. As a privateer and agent for hire, Jean held a letter of Marquis from Cartagena, a part of the coast of Colombia. They gave him a flimsy guise of legal legality to board sh uh, Spanish ships and to seize their cargo, which he then sold at auction. Louisiana officials didn't approve of Lafitte's brothers' ways, but they were popular among the citizenry because of their goods were inexpensive. And after Lafitte and his men aided the uh, American forces in the Battle of New Orleans, the last major clash of the War of 1812, U.S. President James Madison granted him a pardon. Lafitte kept up his smuggling after the war until pressure from authorities forced him to leave Louisiana and moved to the windswept sandbar of Galveston, Texas in 1817, ousting a few other low-rung smugglers in the process, he established Campeche. His home reportedly painted red was dubbed Maison Rouge, the Red House. An estimated 1,000 people, mostly men, lived in the encampment at its peak. But in 1818, a storm swamped much of the island and destroyed many of Lafitte's ships. In the year of 1820, after one of his men raided an American ship, the U.S. Navy evicted him again. Lafitte set sail, perhaps for the Yucatan, and survived for, for another few years before he died around 1823. Historians differ on the cause of his deaths, death. Theories include fatal injuries in a battle with a Spanish merchant vessel and or illness. Some historians say that Lafitte's background has been sugar-coated in popular culture. For example, Lafitte participated in the slave trade, selling humans he had captured on ships. Lafitte made much money trafficking in human lives, a very terrible thing. He worked in the slave trade, and that was the most lucrative trade of all. That's the kind of story that he just doesn't get told much. 
pretty low life when you have to sell another human being. Lafitte's work took him up and down the Texas coast, creating legends along the way. Many of the stories involve hidden treasure, and Galveston is ground zero for such tales. In one, an identified skull in the antique shop holds clues to where Lafitte's treasure is buried. In another, the treasure is buried at the place once called Three Trees near the Pirate Beach community. Any place you could put a boat in, every single coastal area from Mantagorda to New Orleans has Lafitte stories. But he doesn't put any stock in such tales. Do pirates bury treasure? I don't think so. They're like addicted gamblers. They go to Vegas and win until they lose, but that doesn't keep people from imagining. The Galveston and Texas History Hit a center uh, on the fourth floor of the historic Rosenberg Library holds a few more clues to Lafitte's life, including two letters purportedly written by Lafitte. In one addressed to General James Long, dated July 7, 1819, and bearing spidery script on weathered paper, he discusses Mexico's desired independence from Spain. In another address to President Madison, Lafitte seeks restitution for ships and goods that had been confiscated from him, arguing that he had corrected his course since his youthful days in crime. He says, My conduct since that period is notorious. The country is safe, and I claim no merit for having like all the inhabitants of the state, cooperated in its welfare. So, that's a little contribution on Jean Lafitte, the notorious buccaneer pirate that settled in Galveston, Texas. I hitch up my team and start heading up north back to the uh, beautiful piney woods of northeast. Until next time. Adios.